Yesterday, someone told me that I look like an Instagram aesthetic. <laughs> Stop it, I like it. Because my previous night was spent on the floor indulging in anesthetics. So maybe now you can forgive me for being so ecstatic. Some nights, some nights are spent on mountaintops. Others are spent in valleys low. Regardless of altitude, I still fear no evil. For thou art with me, right? Thou knows pain like I do, so thou art with me. Thou knows discomfort like I do, so thou art with me. Thou wept, thou wept like I do sometimes, so thou art with me. Thou carried your cross like I carry my dose, thou art with me. Thou stumbled and fell like I stumbled and fell. So I guess thou art with me. As long as the earth remains, sea time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. So while I'm here down on my knees, I sow in pain, I sow in invulnerability, I sow in weakness, I sow in truth. I also sow in goodness and in due time, I shall reap my harvest. A righteous man shall fall seven times and rises again. I'm rising again. Like you, Rose. So I guess thou art really with me. Hi, my name is Jean-Pierre and I'm really glad you are here. Granted that I didn't publish last week's episode on time, your presence right now is not for granted. See what I did there. Never mind. I just want to thank you for your patience. Under any other circumstances, I wouldn't have divulged the reasons for that mishap. However, I now know it happened for this reason. So Friday morning when I woke up, I had managed to get about 70% of the episode done. It just needed a few more touches uh, before publishing. And as the morning progressed, I started receiving messages asking me what time the episode will be out. No pressure, guys. No pressure. I was so certain I'll publish it before lunchtime. Then something came up and I had to leave my workstation. And another thing came up, which took up the majority of my afternoon and evening. I got back home extremely late. On my way back home, I was beating myself up uh, for not being able to publish the episode. So my plan was to get home, shower, and then plunge myself into work. I was literally in the sleep is for the week mode because apart from the podcast, I had other things on my to-do list. So an all-nighter was going to suffice. I got home tired, but I figured a shower would be the ideal boost and uh, then I can get into it. So before hitting the shower though, I uh, experienced a sharp pain in my chest. You know that kind of pain where you just stop and drop everything and you start thinking, mm, God, is this you? Like, is this it? Is this how I'm going to bow out? But after a few seconds, it went away. So I was like, okay, we're back to business. And then again, out of nowhere, the sharp pain was back. So I literally had to just sit and be still and assess what was about to happen. The pain persisted, but because I was so stuck up on getting my work done, I decided to work through the pain. 
you know, I got my laptop. Only God knows what I was doing there. I really tried to go on with work, you know. I was determined to not be stopped by pain. But the pain was like, jokes on you, buddy. Like, I want all the attention right now. I want all your attention. So I had to stop working. Like, I had to drop everything. In life, there are plenty moments like this. Situations that will demand that you drop most, if not everything, and simply focus on that one thing. It could be a new job or a new environment. It could be sickness. It could be a breakup. It could be a loss. It could be purpose. It could be God. Sometimes a sudden transition from one environment or from one state to another does not allow for an equal amount of time to adapt one's identity to the latest transition. What am I saying? Well, suppose you find love and get in a relationship. Uh, suppose, what's today? Today is, today is Friday, right? So you start dating on Friday. There are certain things that you might have rightfully been doing from Monday to Thursday that you automatically can't do anymore starting from today onwards you cannot just be hanging out with anybody anymore in some cases certain people around you might have to be cut off for the sake of who you've become for the sake of where you are now and where you're going the problem really comes down to what we are fixated on rather than what we are willing to fix now we could still be fixated on the identity of being single when we should be adapting to a new identity of being in a committed relationship. We could be fixated on the freedom, the behavior, the accountability or lack thereof uh, of being single than, you know, automatically switching to this new transition. You could have been self-employed and then all of a sudden a great opportunity to be fully employed uh, comes by and then you do get fully employed. That switch alone demands an adaptation to your new identity. You are not the same person. The moment you you are, you sign a contract with someone or under a company, it's a whole different identity to when you were self-employed and you basically were in charge of your time. I guess it comes down to the flexibility of updating what we are fixated on and the willingness to fix what urgently needs to be fixed in that moment. I was fixated on checking items off my to-do list. I don't think I had any interest whatsoever in working on anything else. Beyond just a daily to-do list could be a fixation of reaching certain financial or academic or marital or social goals that we may not be interested in that particular time in fixing ourselves um, in terms of character, mindset, belief system, and anything else along the way, it's very easy to fall in love with the idea of arriving, the idea of having become the ultimate person we envision, than falling in love with the process of becoming. And because we live in this like great information age, the idea of having arrived at the desired destination at a particular desired time is more ingrained in us, especially with all these tools at our disposals, tools that can help you break down your goals according to activities, timeframes, steps, and all the assumed control that we believe we have on this journey, you know, and also add the external pressure of living in a show and tell world where relevance and purpose are closely attributed to popularity matrices on platforms. Sometimes we become fixated on showing that 
we are still relevant by doing something or by constantly showing up every time and everywhere that the quality of our delivery is tainted and worse, sometimes even the quality of our lives is affected. So it doesn't surprise most of us that my first inclination was to choose to work through the pain instead of putting off everything else. It doesn't surprise most of us when I say I was simply choosing to show up regardless of the state I was in because we've all been there. We've been there. We've done that. And don't get me wrong. I love showing up. I love to be consistent. I believe in consistency, but now I'm starting to believe in consistency only if my showing up does not take away from the quality or the excellence of my delivery. And I know that we have different capabilities that are crucial in defining how well and how frequent we can consistently deliver at the highest level. I mean, some people never miss a gym session. Some people still don't even know why they still have that gym membership. Some people cannot afford to miss a day of work. Some people cannot afford to miss attending church. Other people cannot afford to miss social gatherings. So, so all of us have different faculties that determine what our consistency should look like and where our consistency is placed. Consistency now doesn't necessarily focus on frequency or how often I do it or how often I show up. Though I'm aware of the importance of a frequent routine and a track record, my consistency now borders on showing up only if it improves on the current situation. So now, nowadays I ask if if my showing up in unfavorable situations will improve on the current state of things, Or am I better off getting myself together so that when I do finally show up, there's evidence in the quality and excellence of delivery? I think I will no longer show up when I know I'm in a state that would only make things worse for myself and also for everyone else in the name of just showing up. So in this case, uh, Friday night into early Saturday morning, I was simply trying to show up. I was so determined on getting the episode out at seven. Like I was, I was so determined to to work through the night, have the links ready by 7, 7.30, everyone should have the links. Now, the unfavorable circumstances were that I was unwell. I was I was in, in pain, like my chest, and I, I couldn't even breathe um, properly. But I felt extreme pressure to show up regardless. Maybe it was because of the number of people who were expecting me to show up and share the links as soon as possible. I'm not saying you should stop, though. I mean, bombard me with texts and calls every day. If you can, I appreciate that. I love it. But what I'm saying is if I showed up in that state, it wouldn't have been beneficial to me or you who were expectant because I finally went through the so-called work I did when I was in pay. Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. I would need that Ghanaian sportscaster to laugh and say, Lord, have mercy upon us. I love that guy. I'm sure you've come across that guy. He's so funny with the way he reads. Uh, anyway, I digress. And sometimes the effects of showing up when you're not at your best or when you're not good enough taints the levels of expectations and the esteem already set regarding your reputation or the quality of your work. It's sad that mostly we tend to remember someone's off day than we do their highlight reels and, and we see it sometimes. We see it in sports, we see it in our families, we see it almost across every sphere of life, you know. 
So how did the rest of the night pan out? Well, as upset as I was that I wasn't going to pull off an all-nighter, I got over it. I realized that I had exerted more, if not the most pressure on myself to deliver than everyone else did. Everyone who asked about the episode simply told me to send the links when, when they're ready. I don't think anyone was sitting waiting on me all upset, grumbling about my inconsistency. Maybe a few of you. I don't know. Do let me know. What made me even bite my tongue was when, when I finally managed to send the links Saturday afternoon. And I always say this, God has a funny sense of humor. When I shared the links, right? Everyone was super cool about it. Like nothing had happened. Like I wasn't a day late. When I shared the links, right? I don't think anyone said, no, you were late. So I won't listen to your podcast. It didn't go down like that. In the same vein, I think no one will ever say, no, you said you'll be a millionaire at 30, but you're a millionaire at 31. So I won't consider you a millionaire i think in fact everyone will congratulate you and probably most people will say i knew you would become a millionaire i think that's a bit of an extreme example but you get the picture right i feel the pressure we have placed on ourselves to meet so-called set in stone deadlines is what is killing most of us i think we as a generation are the most brilliant and ambitious bunch that i've ever come across and sometimes the most unrealistic in the pursuit of our greatness Sometimes a to-do list is just that, a to-do list. And from time to time, you can choose what not to do on that list. And not doing something is still doing something, you know. By the way, do you struggle to just sit still? Do you struggle with not having items on your to-do list on any particular day? Do you just feel some type of way when you're just sitting and doing nothing? No, it's just me. Okay. I digress. Now back to what I was saying. God has a funny sense of humor, right? Because after I shared the links, someone's comment was, and I quote, bro, it's the consistency for me. I just stared at that text with, with a mean old face because I was beating myself up and stressing the previous day about getting things done uh, and meeting the deadline. And here comes a person and, and somehow still sees the consistency that I couldn't see. So now how do I define consistency? Well, my definition and understanding of consistency boils down to this. This simple statement. For a righteous man falls seven times and rises again. I used to think consistency is simply not allowing yourself to fall at all. I used to think it was all about showing up, but I relate to the possibility of falling, which has been evident in my life. And I also like the fact that it specifies that a righteous man falls seven times. It's so specific on, on the number of times, seven times. For me, that's presumably for any particular day of the week. Today, I might fall and that's okay. I'll pick myself up tomorrow if I can. If not, I'll wait for the other day. Next week, there's another possibility that I might fall on a Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever. But this is for certain, no matter what day, I simply know that there's enough grace for each fall. All in all, I'm well again. Uh, by Friday, by Saturday evening, sorry, I was, I was good. So I just hope you realize that you have your own capabilities compared to the next person. And I hope you realize these faculties and capabilities that you possess can help you define what consistency looks like to you and also define what's more important to you. How often you show up or the excellence and quality that comes along with you showing up. Sometimes it's a little bit of both because not every episode of our favorite series is epic. Not every game my football team plays possesses the same flair, high intensity, passion, a bunch of emotions and entertainment. I guess not every day is a cup final day after all. And it definitely isn't final if 
you don't show up on certain days. Let that simmer. 